Hi, my name is Ruth, and I'm a real compulsive love reader. And I was so glad when I saw that this workshop was going to be here, and thank you so much. Um, I've been in the program for 15 years, and um, um, I had, in 2000, uh, right around this time of the year, actually, the end of June, I had a four-hour binge, which was, um, after having been absent for a long time, a really um, bizarre occurrence. And I, so I started my time over, and although I have 15 years of the program, I have five years of, of really clean abstinence, and I, um, but what I found, in, and this is very new for me, in the last couple of months, for the first time that I've been in the program, is that I've, a couple of times I've woken up and I said to myself, why am I doing this? And, and to, I know that that's dangerous. I know from that binge in 2000 how close it is, how being abstinent and being in what I think passes for a normal body, I'm never quite sure how what size I am, um, but, uh, you know, I know that I'm no longer the obese young woman that I was who had to have clothes made because none of the clothes in the store fit, and so it's very, very scary to me, and I, I just think what I need to do is just come up and say that, and the, what's kept me going over the last uh, little bit has been my sponsees. I, I had the gift of early ret uh, being young and able to retire before I was 60. I just turned 60. And it gave me time to do a lot of the sponsoring. And so I get a lot of calls, and I do both food sponsoring and step sponsoring. And my food sponsees each have a particular time of day they have to call me, and many of them are in the morning. And so for no other reason, I have to be up and clean and food sober at uh, 7 a.m. so that my sponsees can have the best of me, which I think they deserve. And some days that's all that it's been is to get up for sponsees. And I'm now launching on a long period of travel over the next year. I don't know how, many, how much I'm going to be home. And that is, is also very scary to me. And I identify with the, you know, being away from home. And the, the uh, I, too, I moved from Cambridge, Massachusetts to Modesto, and I thought I'd split my throat. I had never, I mean, you know, it was, it was going from one of the most urban and uh, international places in the world. <laughs> to uh, something that was really foreign, and I found out rodeos weren't, weren't fantasy of movies. I mean, they really exist. <laughs> this was a while ago. I've since moved to the big city of Sacramento, but, but I know, I, you know, I've had that, had that experience of just leaving the familiar, and my, my program in Sacramento is very strong. The Sacramento Intergroup is a very strong intergroup, and we have tons of meetings every day, and I don't know what it's going to be like in all these places I go. We don't even know exactly where we're going to go. We're going to take off. And, and do it, you know, and when the, the car park gets boring, we have a lot of frequent flyer miles. And, you know, while that's, re you know, it's like, it's the gift. It's like the thing I dreamed of doing my entire life. And now it's, it's the terror. And, you know, it's very, very scary for me to be at this point in my program. I just, I feel like something's going to have to change. It may be online programs. If anybody's been in this place and had some ideas for me, I'd really love you to come up and just, you know, give me a hug and give me some ideas because I'm open to suggestions. Thank you. Thank you both very much. Um, hi, my name is Scarlett and I'm a compulsive overeater. Hi, um, I am not a middle timer by definitions, especially in LA standards. I'm a newcomer. I've been in OA for seven years, and um, your stories, um, I really appreciate the fact that um, 
you stayed. You stayed when it got hard. Um, I um, have struggled with my abstinence for the last five years. Um, I do not consider myself, well, today I do. Today I'm abstinent. Um, I don't have any time. I've been here seven years and I don't have any time. And the reason for that is because for the last year or two, I have had so much trouble with my program that just staying has taken everything that I've got. And there are lots of days when I'm very, my food is extremely clean. But I am so, I've been afraid to adopt a food plan and an abstinence, and those things have gotten very confused for me in my brain, that I'm afraid to adopt anything because I'm not going to keep it. So I don't do it. That's not a good place to be. I'm not recommending that to anyone because then everything's free game. The one thing I have not gone back to is recreational sugars. Um, that's a bottom line for me. But um, my top weight is 300 pounds. I'm somewhere in the 245 range. That's not, it's, it's not the worst story. I mean, I know that I could go up. My fear is that I'll leave. I left OA once, was gone 10 years, and gained 100 pounds in that 10 years. In seven years when I came back, the only commitment I made to myself was that I never leave. It doesn't matter if I gain. It doesn't matter if I lose. It doesn't matter if I'm abstinent. It doesn't matter if I'm serene. I don't get to leave. And, there, and, and that's really the only thing I have to offer today is that I believe the miracle's here for me too. There have been times in this past year I did not believe that. And I had to work really hard with my sponsor. And I had to, you know, I, I do a lot of program work. And um, I believe if I stay, I too will have the full promises. In the meantime, I just have to keep holding on. You know, I, I came to this convention because it was like I was really getting um, frightened that I would leave. It's very hard to stay in these rooms and not feel serene with your food. It's very hard to go to meetings and know that, um, and I don't binge. I'm not a binger. But my food has been not clean in the sense that I've gained 25 pounds in the past year. I know from my own experience that that means something. That means that I'm uh, my food. I need to take a look at my food, and I'm unwilling today to weigh and measure my food every day. Um, for me, portions are a real issue. So, um, if you're if you're in any of the places that I've mentioned, um, I feel for you. <laughs> number one and number two, I believe that the promises and and the um, the gifts of this program are for each one of us, including me. And if I stay put, I believe I will have it. Um, one of our members in Sacramento has been in program a long time, and he talks about it took him 10 years. It took him 10 years to get and stay, stay abstinent to where he became a normal body weight. And when I get scared and when I get really, really, when I get to believing my disease lie, which is that I'm different from you, I don't have... I am constitutionally incapable of being honest, and that's what my disease tells me someday. I remember that member in Sacramento. It took him 10 years. Maybe it won't take me 10. Maybe it'll only take me 8, and I've only got 6 months left. So um, if, you're, if you're new or if you're struggling, um, keep coming back. Thanks.
we have a time for a couple of more shares. Hi, I'm Jan, compulsive overeater, Hi, Jan. and I'm from up by Chico, and it's really great to be down, to be able to come down here and, and attend such well-attended meetings. Ours tend to be pretty sparse. I wanted to just share a little bit of uh, hotel humor with you. As I was um, running up after lunch and getting to the room and getting a few things, I noticed there's something on the floor that... I'd just love to pick up that lid and see what's underneath there. Maybe there's something that I want and uh, something from room service. So as I was leaving, I met a pretty security guard, and she was all dressed up in her uniform, and, um, and we just said hi, and she went on her way. And then here I come up to the um, plate that I wonder what's underneath the, the, pl uh, the lid. And uh, as I'm very close to it, along comes a little waiter. And he's scurrying down the hallway, picking up all these things and putting them on his cart to take them back to the kitchen. And so I thanked him very much for picking that up so that I was no longer tempted to look under the lid and see if there was something that I felt that I really needed. And as I turned the corner, there was the security guard. She'd heard me, and she was just doubled over and laughing. And uh, it just, to me, st uh, struck myself as being so funny that this is my problem. This is why I'm here. I really want to look under that lid. And uh, for her to understand what it was I was talking about, I think our, our disease is a little more spread than we think it is. So I just uh, want everybody to keep up the hope. And six months, that's great. I'm with you. <laughs> Thank you. Recovering compulsive overeater. Um, just a few things that went through my mind, and one of them was this is a program of we. I can't do this program. Oh, are you okay? I'm sorry. This is a program of we. I absolutely can't do this alone because um, I'm too good of an addict. And I say that with a lot of love and kindness, and I say that with absolute honesty because I know I can convince myself of my own lies. Therefore, I know that I need to maintain contact on a daily basis with just somebody in OA. And um, the question I have my sponsor ask me every day on the telephone, I'm talking to her every day right now because my recovery changes as I change. Okay, so I'm doing that right now. And I have her ask me if there's anything I haven't told her. Because I can, I can lie by avoidance you know, and but I don't want to. I really don't want to. And I um, I feel my peace and serenity come right into my being because when she says to me, is there anything you haven't told me, I'll fess up. It's like I'll fess up that that portion is going to be bigger and I didn't want to tell you the portion. I mean, it's just, you know, you know the language, the insanity that goes on right here. So, um, and then I wanted to say, um, you know, 
I used to call my plan the Camille plan. And the Camille plan um, today frightens me to death because it doesn't have any surrender involved in it and it has no conscious contact with God. And I absolutely know that um, what keeps me abstinent one day at a time is my willingness to surrender and my constant contact with God. So, you know, I do. I talk to God all day long. It's really pretty simple. I go around talking all day long, no matter who's with me or not, you know. And, um, and, and that really works for me. And thank you very much for being up here and devoting yourself to this. Well, my name is Robert. I'm a compulsive eater and overeater. I made a commitment to myself recently that time to stop hiding. And so I'm sitting in the back there hiding, going, well, I'll just see how it's going on here. I'll see what these, what these ladies have to say. I'll listen to the questions, and then I'll walk out the back door. And I went, oops. My experience is that uh, I come to this program with the feelings of betrayed, abandoned, and isolated. And I think that I can find some comrades in this room, in these rooms with that feeling. And I've heard said that there's not a peak person, and I also go to other programs. I'm, you know, I belong to the uh, alphabet soup of 12-step programs. <laughs> And there's not a program that I could not participate in. I could be a compulsive gambler. I could be a compulsive sexer. I could be a compulsive running into the waller. Um, I still find very attractive the idea of being comatose on the sidewalk. That just, just sounds like a really good idea. I know it's not an idea that I want to participate in, but I still have that, yeah, that sounds like a good idea. I just want to be blank. My reality is that coming up here and making, giving myself the opportunity of making a horse's ass out of myself by standing up in front of a pe bunch of people I've never seen before is a much better idea because I get to listen to myself talk. And I have a line that when people listen to what I have to say is, you know, I'm always impressed by how a person's intelligence increases the more they listen to what I have to say. <laughs> so I'm grateful to be up here. How much time is there left? Yeah. No, only seven minutes. That's not enough time. I can talk on forever. Hi, I'm Robert. I'm a talkaholic. And I always have something interesting to say, at least to me. Whatever comes out of my mouth is something interesting. Let's talk about the color of the floor. Gosh, look at that really cool pen, don't you, you know? And the reality is, I can find joy in anything, including myself, including you, including you. And I can find boredom in that. And I can also find, if I just hang around long enough, my experience of me is if I just hang around and be bored, the weather of that will change. You know, the sunshine will turn to rain or whatever. And why that magic is, I do not know. 
But if I just hang around long enough, something's going to happen. Something's going to change. And I find in my life, meditation, one of the key things. There are some things that I do every day. I pee. Every day. (laughs) I meditate. I eat. And when I have enough sense, I read. I wake up in the morning. I grab one of my literature books. Not Occasionally there's OA, but I have other literature that I read that, that I like. And I hit the can. And I read. And I notice that when I do that reading, my day goes better than when I do not. So I have a name for that. I call it potty training. <laughs> I train my mind for the day. And for somehow, it's just my day just goes a little bit better, maybe a lot of it better. Well, hi, I'm Robert. I'm a talkaholic. And I could go on with wise wisdom and sayings. And I like to get up here and I like to see people laugh when I talk. But I've discovered something, that when I share in a 12-step group what I think is going to be funny, people just sit there and go, outside of these rooms, when I show up, people start laughing and smiling and you know, in, a, in, a, in a usual conversation. But I, I, I got the time. Oh, I'm Robert, and I'm out of here. Robert. Robert. It is now time to close this workshop. Please join me in a moment of silence, followed by the serenity prayer. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Thank you.